in, in, interview me in the middle of a bar, drunk out my mind after the Packers have just lifted the Lombardi. So I'm delighted to be uh, joined by the man, the myth, the legend that is Ryan Conway. Uh, Ryan Conway, how are you? You're too kind, Ben. You're too kind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not you know keeping well. That's what that was my next question. I suppose isn't it? It's a, it's a new. How are you? Isn't it? Uh, how is lockdown? How's it treating you? Uh, yeah, not bad at all. Um, I'm very fortunate that I can still work full time from home. Um, so you know, I've, I've I've not been placed on furlough or or anything like that. So I'm incredibly fortunate for that. Um, and that has helped me keep quite a lot of perspective, actually. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now and, and people struggling. And so, yeah, the fact that I'm like, look, I, I can still comfortably pay my bills. I can still get my shopping in. And yeah, it's just that has, that has really, really helped keeping that perspective. So I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Well, that's good to hear. Um, on the... Um... On the work front, people don't know. Obviously, you work for the athletics. So, are you are you literally just in a full time position still during lockdown? Yeah, yeah. Just because football um, matches are not being played, that doesn't mean we don't we don't stop the work. And of course, um, uh, being a Derby County reporter, your work certainly never stops. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's been it's been interesting. Even in lockdown, we're, we're finding stuff to, to to write about Mason Bennett being very silly recently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that uh, it, it, you just have to get a little bit more creative, and any interviews with any recent, you know, footballers that were recently at Derby or still at Derby, you know, you, you try and hope they're a little more um, gettable. If yes, yeah, you know, yeah, bored out of their minds. So in terms of well, we'll stick with lockdown for now because obviously the reason you being here, apart from being a brilliant journalist, we'll say uh, you are. A... <laughs> <laughs> don't be laugh. Don't laugh at yourself like that. <laughs> um, you are obviously a Green Bay Packers fan. However, we'll start with the NFL in general. Um, obviously, you've touched on football and everything that's happening in lockdown. So the Bundesliga, for example, the German Football League is starting as of next week, which obviously behind closed doors still. The NFL, where do you think that lies within this? The season doesn't start until September, but do you think it will go ahead as normal? I think they're planning for it to go as ahead as normal, even if that means that the, the stands are empty. Um, you know, the, there's been no um, news that they will cancel the season, which, uh, you know, in the NFL just puts its head down and sort of bores forward. Mm. Um, so at the minute, you know, yes, it is it is likely to continue, but um, as scheduled, but with a, sort of a lot of, compromise um training camp will be the interesting one yeah that's due to start in july so you know a couple a couple of months from now that's the interesting one how they you know get through camp if they'll be allowed to actually physically go in or if it'll be a more virtual thing like the the voluntary workouts that they're doing at the minute are all on on zoom Germany have got it under control brilliantly, hence why the Bundesliga is going ahead. However, with America being that hit that hard, can you? I know they're obviously planning for it to go ahead, but can you see it not going ahead? I honestly can't. I honestly can't see a scenario where the 2020 NFL season is cancelled. Um, and I'm basing that off no... 
you know, I'm basing that off knowing inside information. I, I'm not basing that on. I'm not basing that on anything on just my, my gut feeling. I, I just cannot see a scenario where we are waiting essentially sort of you know two years to get the NFL rolling again. Mm. Um, yeah, my, my 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 feeling is that they will be continuing. Is that with or without regardless. fans? Regardless, yeah, yeah. My feeling is that they will be continuing regardless of of what happens between now and you know September. What's your opinion on that? Not well, as well as in the NFL as well. In the NFL as well, the other sports obviously Bundesliga starting behind closed doors. If the NFL starts behind closed doors, what's your opinion on sports without fans in the stadium? Like, are you are you for that? If it means sport going ahead or um. Yeah, look, first and foremost, people's safety has to be considered. Um, if if we're in an environment where there is still a lot of danger around starting games, then I, I'm massively for halting the NFL if, you know, we're still in this time of thousands, hundreds into the thousands dying every day, the numbers still going up, um, you know, if, if that if that is the case, then you know human life comes before entertainment, mm. and for me the NFL is entertainment. And um, for every fan, the NFL is is entertainment. Human life has to come before that. There's no there's no there is no way to justify it um, any other way than if there is serious danger to people's health. You yeah. cannot you cannot press forward. I think you bang on with that. I think it's a case of we can't really say any more than that. Either of us as of now because it's just going to be a case of wait and see so it was obviously just interesting to get your opinion on that but neither of us are going to know anymore until that time comes I suppose so let's move on to your your Packers you've been very vocal about Green Bay recently I've noticed I mean you're always very vocal about Green Bay on Twitter which is I always get a laugh out of your tweets if you get angry about what Green Bay are doing let's start with the draft so in fact before I even say anything just Give me your overall opinion of your Green Bay Packers draft. I was I was stunned that they took Jordan Love. Um, I was not upset with the pick. I was just very surprised at it, which I think any NFL fan would be. You drafting you 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 were basically the Packers were basically saying this will be the guy to continue after Aaron Rodgers has gone and with that it also meant that oh wow we are now slowly starting to prepare for life without Aaron Rodgers being a Green Bay Packer Mm. that was the shock I don't think the Packers needed to trade up to get love Um, and I've read nothing credible to suggest that any team was looking to go up and above them to get Jordan Love but I don't I don't hate the pick Um, the worst time to be um, looking for a quarterback is when you need a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Jordan Love can sit for two years, three years, and learn from Rodgers. And that is the ideal scenario. Yeah. Um, drafting AJ Dillon in the second, um, drafting, you know, sort of full back come tight end in the third and then all these linemen again I'm, I'm not I'm really against it the uh, the rage was that the Packers didn't get Aaron Rodgers any help 
But yeah. that's simply but that's simply not true. Um, if the Packers have a more diverse running game, that's help. That helps Aaron Rodgers. If the Packers have more depth offensive line, which means he can stay up, right? Well, that helps Aaron Rodgers. I just didn't understand the narrative. Just you know, they didn't draft a receiver. Fine, that's a perfectly legitimate qualm to have, but that doesn't mean that they didn't get any help. Uh, and they're transitioning into what they want Matt Lafleur's offense to truly look like, which will be, you know, a more hopefully a more diverse running game and a better play action game. To me, isn't isn't a bad thing. Um, it also must be said that they helped Aaron Rodgers by loading up the defense last year. You know that helps. That 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 is help. Just because he isn't throwing passes to them, that doesn't mean that they're not helping. You know, him not having to score thirty points a game is help. You know, they only have to yeah. score ten points against Chicago in Week One because the because the defense was was lights out. You know, they had to do the same against you know the the, the Vikings in in Week Two. Um. So yeah. The, Getting Zadarius Smith, getting Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, um, that also helps. So for, for me, it's it was a weird draft, sure. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I think that's an extremely clean take on the. Um, I've got, I don't think I've heard a better take from a Green Bay fan in terms of this draft, uh, which is a it's a compliment to you there because a lot of all <laughs> I've, obviously I've seen you'll have seen yourself. I think to put it broadly, NFL fans. I'd, they, are, they are worse than footballers, we, soccer. They are worse than soccer fans for moaning. If someone doesn't like something in the NFL, a twi- like Rams Twitter feed, I'm a Rams fan, so Rams Twitter feed, we didn't pick any offensive linemen. So their Twitter feed was absolutely getting hammered. Why aren't you picking this? Why aren't you picking that? As yours was for. Why aren't you taking wide receiver? Why aren't you taking wide receiver? Oh, I, I had to stay off Twitter for a couple of days, but like, sort of going through, through the draft because it was just, the, the takes were relentless on what the Packers were, were doing and it, it, here's the thing with the draft there is no such thing as a sure thing so all of these takes outside of very smart people who know the, who know the game and you know report on the game who are very good at you know scheme and fit and talent evaluation outside of that it, it, we're just guessing wildly we have no idea what, and we have no idea what Joe Burrow will be, and he was the first overall pick. Yeah, you know, uh, the 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 classic cliche of Tom Brady being, you know, the 199th overall selection. No one knew that Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady. You, no one, no one knows. Um. So yeah, it was. It, it, the takes get tiresome. Yeah. But you know, fans are emotionally invested in. In, in their teams um, and if they don't absolutely smash the draft out of the park based on grades and draft takes and this that and the other then that must mean they've had the worst draft of all time and yeah. and you know let's look forward to 4 and 12 just you know it just it just doesn't really work like that and for the Packers they are pretty decent um, look picking in the mid rounds like Mike Daniels is not with the team anymore but he was like a 4th round pick you know, he turned out to be a very, very good servant for the Packers. David Bakhtiari is a, is a fourth-round pick. He might be the best left tackle in the NFL. Um, you know, Adams is a second-round pick. Um, you know, you, you look across 
Aaron Jones was a, was a day three pick. Um, he you know, he so came on leaps and bounds for you last year, Aaron Jones. He was he was excellent. He he was excellent, and he showed that in his last in in McCarthy's last year that he could do it. It was infuriating to watch him be used so little. But you know he's he's a he's a really really good running back. Um, you know where, where the Packers have really not done well in the last few years has been those high round picks. You know Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, um, Nick Nick Perry. Um, you know the, those kind of picks. They're the ones that have burned us. Um, you know second, third, fourth round picks. We've generally done okay. Yeah, I think it's a like you said. Well, we'll we'll go back to the on the draft itself because you've near enough answered everything that I wanted you to answer about the. You've gone into that much depth about it, but in terms of there's always a big thing. Is it so? Say now, Matt Lafleur's Green Bay Packers, or is it Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers? What you've obviously you'll have seen the rumours yourself about Aaron Rodgers not being happy recently. Do you think that's all media nonsense? Or yeah, yeah, basically. I, I mean. Yeah, this Matt, Matt LaFleur has plans on being here a lot longer than Aaron Rodgers is here. That's just because LaFleur is at the start of his head coaching career and Aaron Rodgers is on the back nine of his playing career. Mm-hmm. Now, um, LaFleur and um, general manager Brian Guttekunz have a responsibility to ensure the longevity of the Green Bay Packers. There will, whether any Packers fan likes it or not, there will be life after Aaron Rodgers, and that could come very soon. Um, they have a responsibility to the franchise to ensure that a plan is in place. That's not a bad thing. Um, you know, on the question of is it the Lafleur's Packers or is it Rodgers' Packers, well, you can't go hand in player power to... Because then where, where does it stop? It has to be the GM and the head coach. It's as, it's as simple as, as that. Um, they, the, the take of they owe it to Rodgers to, to go and get help or owe it to Rodgers to go all in for, for, for a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, you know, you owe it to all your players to do yeah, that. Not just yeah. Aaron Rodgers. You owe it to every single person on your roster, you owe it to Devontae Adams, to Bakhtiari, to uh, you know Billy Turner, to Kenny Clark. It's not just about Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's a very selfish take from a, a lot from the outside that it is all about Aaron Rodgers. You know, because it, it isn't. 52, 54, how, you know, I think they expanded the, the, the active roster um, um, in the latest CBA. But, you know, it's a team game. You will need everyone on that team to win a Super Bowl. It's not just about Aaron Rodgers. I think that's. I think you put it perfectly in a very sensical way, not a nonsensical way, like a lot you do see online. Actually, yes, we'll swiftly move away from Aaron Rodgers and uh, that side of the draft and into. Well, I say into. Go back to last season, thirteen and three Green Bay Packers last season. Uh, what are your predictions going into the next? Yeah, um, the thirteen and three was was great. People argue that it was the worst thirteen and three season in history, which means absolutely nothing. And um, that take is as tiresome as all the recent ones. How can you be the worst thirteen and three team? You know, you or oh, you, you were lucky in games here. You you know, 
held on here. That just means you win ugly. That's not, you know, that's not luck. This team mm. consistently found a way. That isn't luck. Because eventually, if you are a lucky team, your luck runs out. They were clobbered by the Niners, who were just a much better team. Um, they lost in Philly. Uh, sorry, they lost in Green Bay against Philly. Um, that game was, was very good. They got run all over. And Philly's a good team. They're a well-coached team. They've got good players. Um, you know, being clobbered against the, the Chargers was not great. But, like, the, you know, their defense might, might be the best in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, none, none, of, none of what they achieved was, was luck. Um, you know, they, they smothered the Vikings, you know, in both games. Um, you know, beat the Raiders by capitalizing on a Derek Carr fumble, and that basically ended it as a contest. You know, they, they the Derek Carr fumbles out of the end zone, and to, I think that was to bring the Raiders level of mm. uh, within three. The Packers, you know, he fumbles it out the end zone for a touchback. The Packers get the ball back, get a touchdown, and then they got the ball to start the second half and get a touchdown, and, and that basically ends it as a contest. You know, that's not luck. That's that's you can either attribute that to Derek Carr making a bonehead decision, the offense capitalizing on that, um, but it's not luck. Um, so yeah, I, I disregard the tape that they were looking, and also they beat they beat Seattle in, in the playoffs. Um, you could argue they were they were dinged up, um, but they're still you know they're still Seattle. Um, so yeah, nothing to me about that was was luck. They were just not at the level of the Forty Niners. Um, and very few teams were. Yeah. Um, with regards to this season, very early take, I know, but yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I, my my early my early take is that the stretch coming out of the bye week is that could define the Packers' season because after the bye week, they're at Tampa, they're at Houston. They've then got a home game against the Vikings. On a short week, they then go to the Niners before welcoming the Jags at home and then go into Indianapolis. Now, that's four of six on the road with a home game against the Vikings sandwiched in. That is a critical stretch. Um, and then sort of once you get, once you get past um, that Colts game, they've got the Bears at home, the Eagles at home. They go on the road to the Lions. They've got the Panthers at home, the Titans at home, and on the road to the Bears. It's, it's hardly murderer's row. You know, those games against the Panthers and Titans will be interesting because they're teams that really, really like to run the ball. Um, I mean, Derek Henry and McCaffrey could have a, a field day. But, you know, a lot to shake out because you don't, you don't know the state of those teams heading into December. It's, you know, it's six months away. Um but that, yeah, that six-game stretch coming out of the bye will be will be really, really critical. Opening up against Minnesota at Minnesota, that's a big early game because, you know, that for me, Minnesota will be the ones that challenge the Packers for the division, and you know, getting a tiebreaker so early, it could be vital. I don't know if, if if it's just it was a thing last year, but you seem to have the number. I I think definitely on the second occasion you played them last year, I I was all for Vikings. I thought I thought you was on a bit of a decline, and I thought Vikings are going to win this. Uh, and you don't. You seem to have the number every time. So 
I, I tell you what is, is fascinating about that game is for the first half, Green Bay were horrific. They were absolutely dreadful on offense. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets picked. Um, there's a, I, think, I think they fumble the ball twice and lose both of them. Um, Aaron Jones on the first drive fumbles the ball. Um, yeah, they, the, the Packers were awful in that first half. The defense was absolutely outstanding. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark all up front causing chaos all day. The coverage was was really, really good. I mean, you know, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, they're going to get some wins. But by and large, I thought the coverage was, the, the pass defense was very good. Um, they didn't have Dalvin Cook or the, 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 the second running back. His name escapes me. Um, so they were basically down to the third string running back. That did help, but um, if, if I mean if you're the Vikings and, and the Packers have got three turnovers in the first half, I mean you've got to be out of sight at that point. Yeah. You know, you've you've got to be putting the Packers under the cosh. You know, it, at least you want from three turnovers to give you good field position as well. You want minimum seventeen points. Yeah, so you know, well, they 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 didn't get it, and so yeah, and again, that that's not luck. That's great Packers defense and great grit on offense to eventually work through those early turnovers because it would have been easy to just been like, oh man, let's put this in the bin and go again next week. Um, but they found some rhythm in the running game, some in the passing game. I mean, Devontae Adams cooked Xavier Rhodes. Um, so yeah, that that was. A really, really gritty win. Um, if they can replicate that, and you know, the Vikings don't have Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, they, they they drafted Jefferson in in the first round, but yeah. you're asking him to come in and replace Stephon Diggs. That's a big ask. Um, so yeah, this this week one game will be will be very very interesting. Give me a number then. What's uh, you've seen the schedule today? What do you reckon? Way too early prediction on the schedule. Ooh, eleven and five. Eleven is that uh, and winning the division then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I and I, th- I think. I mean, I think eleven and five wins the division, um, but I, I I think in a loaded NFC, I I ten win ten win teams are going to miss the postseason. You know, you're going to need eleven wins to get a wild card. So yeah, I think I think I think eleven and five may be the floor for what playoff teams have to be because this NFC is absolutely loaded. You know, you look at you look at the Packers, you look at the Vikings, you look at the Saints, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks um, could be very good this year. They could also be awful, but they could be very good. Um, Dallas, Dallas in the NFC East looks loaded. Mm-hmm. That team looks absolutely loaded on offense. And obviously with Mike McCarthy there now, we'll see what, you know, the new Mike McCarthy and what his sort of new variation on his offense looks like. And, you know, and even in that division, Philadelphia is still going to be very good. You know, the Panthers loaded up on, on offense. They've got Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson. They've just paid McCaffrey. Um, this NFC is, is absolutely loaded. They're a very, very good team is going to miss the playoffs. Well, Rams missed it last year on nine, didn't they? And that's... I mean, come on. No, 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 no. Nine, no. nine, <laughs> nine, nine wins. Nine, nah, you know, you're a, a, 
teams a shade over 500, you know, they're, they're not a very good team. I mean, I, I really fear for the Rams this year. This, this could be a bad year to be a, a, an LA Rams fan, you know, eight and eight and eight types. I mean, eight and eight, seven and nine type year. I mean, we're, we're going to find out this year what Jared Goff is. You know, they've got rid of Todd Gurley. They've got rid of Brandon Cooks. You know, and they're still paying for those guys. They're still paying big money for those guys. Um, but they cut Gurley because they, they you know, clearly didn't uh, believe in his health. They traded Cooks because they needed draft capital because they had hardly any. Um, the line, the offensive line is a bit of a turnstile. And, my, and, and, and this is because this is I'm sick and I hate you. But <laughs> my absolute sort of soap opera scenario is the Rams go 6-10 and 10 and Aaron Donald demands a trade. Right, well, escape this conversation ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was actually getting to the end of the interview anyway. I feel like I've not just got really annoyed with you as uh, this has gone on. <laughs> uh, but I w- let's end on a, a lighter note for both of us now. Uh, I want to hit you with some quick-fire questions and see what you reckon, if that's all yes. right. Yes. Right, uh, so extremely early takes. So you've Obviously, you've had them on the uh, Green Bay Packers. So I'm just going to hit you with, for you, worst record in the NFL, who's getting number one pick next year? Oh, um, that is oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I tell you what, I won't give you, I won't give you the number one pick, but I think the Texans could be picking in the top five. Okay, I think I, yeah. I, I, I think that's a team that Deshaun Watson will provide an awful lot of magic this year, and he's a great quarterback. Um, but I, I still think the Texans will be a bad football team this year. Well, to be fair, I've, I've, I've had the same. What they don't seem to have an identity, the Texans. Like, there's no no one person within the organization seems to be pulling in the same direction. They all seem to be going different directions, and that's. I mean, Bill O'Brien is head coach and the GM, and it's pretty clear that he has large flaws in both. Those, <laughs> I mean, you know it. If you cannot get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, then I'd suggest you really shouldn't be doing that job. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. and not only and not only it's not going to first. I mean, they got a second, but they also took on David Johnson, an injury-prone running back, and his large contract. I mean, had they just waited, they could have picked up Devonta Freeman or Todd Gurley off for, for nothing. Yeah, I, I think this team will be very, very bad, and that's a shame because JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson. You know they're they're absolutely great. I still think Duke Johnson gets underused um, as a running back. Um, yeah, I, I I really think they could be picking in the top five this year. Okay, sorry Texans fans. Um, Super Bowl winner, flip flip side. Green Bay Packers. No, a serious Super Bowl winner, please. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, a genuine belief. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take that, and so will a lot of Green Bay fans. Including my friend who uh, will be listening to this later on, who's a Green Bay fan. Um, league MVP. Ooh, tough one. Now, I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers could be, but he because I, th- I, I think that it, that I'm buying into this narrative of he is either going to shred the league and be the MVP, or he's going to show another season of slight decline to back up the floor and I think you know they're the two narratives that that, that you 
sort of tend to fall in. So it wouldn't surprise me if Rodgers had a third MVP year. But, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I, I think had, and this is no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, he, you know, un-unanimous MVP, deserved unanimous MVP. I do wonder how close that would have been had Mahomes played a full 16. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. But yeah, for, for me, um, I think Patrick Mahomes will get his second MVP. Okay. That's a, a, again, a pretty solid shout. It's, I think Mahomes is just is safe now in terms of he's probably never going to have a bad season because he's just a brilliant, brilliant player. Okay, uh, your surprise package, whether that's... Well, your surprise package as a team and as a player. So who do you think you're... A surprise player, standout player is going to be this year and the surprise team. Uh, surprise team. Surpri- okay, let's surprise player. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater could be very good this year. Okay. Um, I mean, he is, he is, he is very good. You know, that's why the Panthers paid him as such. But, but I, I, I think he will have a very, very nice year in, in Carolina. Um, they've surrounded him with, with good weapons. Um, he's healthy, um, and, and, Te- and Teddy Bridgewater is just somebody a root for. Such a good dude. Um, everything you hear about him, you see about him. He's just he's just a great guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think he'll I think he'll have a very very good year. You know, not MVP, um, but a year that we all look at and go, oh okay, that's a that's a pleasant surprise. We didn't you know we didn't expect Teddy to ball like that. I I think I think him. Surprise team? Ooh, um, I think the raid. I think the Raiders could be good this year. I think the Raiders could be good. Um, they're not going to win that division because Kansas City. Yeah. In fact, no, no. In fact, no. I'm staying in the same division. The Denver Broncos. Oh yeah. I, yes, I like that. I, I like that. Absolutely shout. love this offense on paper. I mean, Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to be a star at receiver. Um, you know, I think Drew Locke went, I think he won four of his five starts. I think he went four and one. He was very um, good when he came in, to be fair, Drew Locke. Yeah, they've just got Melvin Gordon, um, who I think is a very good but not great running back. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really like this offense. Um, yeah, just they drafted Jerry Judy as well, didn't they? So... Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. And he fell in their lap. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I think the Broncos could take. I, I think, I mean that that division, that AFC um, West is is going to be competitive. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all for the Broncos to sneak a wild card. I like that. I do. I like that shout uh, mainly because I've kind of that was kind of my shout as well for it. Just because I love Jerry Judy for one, and uh, yeah, that Colin Sutton, brilliant player. I think offensively, I'm not sure defensively, but offensively, they'll be a fun team to watch next year. Same kind of thing, What? who's your rookie? Big rookie to look out for, aside from your obvious Joe Burrow. Um, C.D. Lamb at Dallas. I, I, yeah, I think opposite Amari Cooper, um, regardless of if it's Dak or Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, I, I think C.D. Lamb could be a, a very could have a very very good season as a rookie um you know amari cooper is going to have the coverage rolled his way which would basically leave lamb with one-on-ones um 
Yeah, I, I think he could have a very, very nice... It wouldn't surprise me if Dallas had a pair of 1,000-yard receivers at all. Yeah, I think he was a, another one that kind of fell nicely into the lap, wasn't he? And uh, not a bad player to fall into your lap, especially when you've got targets already like Amari Cooper. So. Yeah, I will say, um, from a Packers perspective, um, Jostler uh, Degora, the tight, the tight end come fullback that we drafted. Now, if he is used how the Niners use Kyle Juszczyk, um you know, he could very well justify that third round um, selection uh, and could have a, a very, very nice season in, in that offense. Because um, sometimes it's not all about sort of the num- the numbers, although they are important. It's about the fit. And I think he fits well in what Matt LaFleur wants to do. And if he uses him correctly, like, you know, he'll, he'll be a very, very versatile and very good piece and could be a matchup nightmare. Have you, have you still got Jimmy Graham? I've made that up. Jimmy Graham has gone to the Bears. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I thought, a very I... weird deal. They gave him, I think it was two years, $16 million with a no trade clause. Now, I believe me, there was no need for that clause. Nobody is trading for Jimmy. It's one of them as well, though. Didn't, didn't, they, didn't they pick up a tight end really early as well in the draft? But... Yeah, yeah. They've got, the, the Bears have got like 6,000 tight ends on their roster right now. Um, they did cut Trey Burton. Um, but I think, like you know, they drafted Adam Shaheen really high a couple of years, a few years ago as well. So yeah, they, they've got a, they've got a lot of tight ends. Right. Well, away from the Bears. Uh, finally, final question. Another uh, quick fire. I know you love your fantasy football, as as a lot of us do. Uh, who's taking the most fantasy points? Who's your number one? Oh, you might not be number one pick, but I'm, I'm not sure because right in um, the fantasy league that I run, I finished dead last. This year, after oh, or last year, after winning the lot, um, the year before, so I at the minute have got the number one overall pick, but we're thinking to shake it up and do a, 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 um, a dynasty league, which would mean oops, sorry, just dropped my pen, uh, do a <laughs> dynasty league, which which would mean it would be a sort of we randomize the picks, um, but I mean, you know. It wouldn't be the worst kept secret to say that I think Christian McCaffrey could yeah. could be the, the 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 top the top scorer in, in fantasy. Even if you take, I mean, even if you if you take out quarterbacks um, like you know Mahomes will score a lot, but I think McCaffrey will be the the highest scoring outfield player for for sure, um, and would be worthy of like the number one overall pick because he can run between the tackles. He's he's basically the Panthers' number one receiver as well. Um, yeah, they, they do so much with him. You know, he runs out, he can run routes like a receiver. They, they're great with the screen, you know, all the zone runs they do. In, in, interview me in the middle of a bar, drunk out my mind after the Packers have just lifted the Lombardi. He can, he can run dives, he gets a bucket load of touchdowns. So it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if yeah, if he's the leading fantasy scorer 